Hello and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. I'll be your host for today, Deep Geek. Today on Hacker Public Radio, a brief introduction to steganography. Steganography is the art and science of hiding one file within another file. This is actually a field in cryptography, and cryptography is well known for encrypting files. That is, the message is um, made secret or made uncomprehensible using some algorithm. Whereas steganography is about actually hiding a file within another file. The difference is kind of subtle but rather important because with regular cryptography or secret messages you know you would have an obviousness to which file needs to be attacked to find out what the secret is or what the hidden data is. Whereas steganography is about putting that information into a f otherwise innocuous file so that when and, and on disk of file systems or disk of files it's hard to figure out which file could have the desired information that needs to be extracted so what are we talking about here in practical terms because I want to keep this simple I'm not a mathematics guy as you probably have already guessed I'm more of a person who's interested in pushing the envelope as, as far as applications are concerned um, what's involved here to keep it simple is what tools can we use to hide files that we want to hide whatever they may be and the answer is is that all these tools seem to follow the Linux philosophy or the Unix philosophy I should say that of having a tool that does a specific thing the best it can so if you go out there to the internet and begin looking for programs and software to do steganographic operations you will find that there is a lot of programs out there but each of them has their little specialty some for instance hide in wave hide will hide text files in waves others will hide any kind of file any kind of data file in way in in a wave file some hide in mp3 some hide one file or text file in a jpeg there's a huge variety out there. Now, I'm, later on, I'm going to actually talk extensively about the operations of one that I found to be particularly easy to use. Um, but, you know, you might be saying, well, okay, how is a file hidden? And the answer is, is that it's broken up. It's broken up into bits, and those bits are scattered. To give a simplified explanation in only one application, I'm sure you're all familiar with the American Standard Code for Information Interchange, or ASCII text. Now, if you remember from your uh, education about these things, uh, ASCII text has a parity bit. Now, it would be an easy matter for a programmer to abuse that parity bit. In other words, if you ignore the text file, the text file, the, the other bits, the other seven bits per eight bits, um, you would have one bit left over. And so you could actually hide one-eighth of, of another file in that file in those bits. Now, I just came up with that example off the top of my head, and its feasibility is not guaranteed. You know, don't take it as, as the gospel. 
but there are programs that hide things in text files. The other thing that needs to be remembered when doing stuff like this is that, you know, if you use a tool, let's say you have a large collection of images, and you use a tool that hides a file in, say, a bitmap file, which is a very large, non-lossy file. Well, if all your files are JPEGs, and you have one bitmap, if someone does seize your disk, or is looking through your disk, they're going to have a good idea of where to look for, because it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. So, you need to choose the right tool. So, I found a website while doing research for this episode called stegoarchive.com. Let me spell it out for you. S-T-E-G-O-A-R-C-H-I-V-E.com. And it lists links to freeware and shareware for many computing platforms such as Windows, DOS, Java, Macintosh, OS2, Unix, BSD, Linux, and Amiga. Now, the point of the archive is that he's selling a shareware disk for $22, and this may be quite worthwhile for you. It's up to you to decide. But it's still a good, a good um, resource to use. So let me talk about a specific one I found that was particularly good. Um, back when I first discovered steganography was several years ago, and I really don't use it a lot. It's, it's more of a novelty for me. Um, and I used a program called Steg Tools, which allowed you to put one JPEG file into another. And I can't find Steg Tools anymore. Maybe it's still out there, but it doesn't matter because it was a Windows program. And uh, you might even have to, have to consider, say, running an emulator of another older operating system to get something working um, to do a specific file format. Now, there's that matter. The other matter is is that since this is a low-demand software, or it's, it's not a, an, a thing in high demand, because it is a little complicated to even conceptualize and explain, um, some of the software is, is distributed as source, and if you're not the best person at compiling, that might not be for you. Now, me, I always like to go for the pre-compiled um, binary myself. So using stegoarchive.com, I went to the Unix Linux, op Unix Linux OpenBSD page and began looking through. And I found one that was really good for me called Hide4PGP, and it was actually a program that hides data within BMP, bitmaps, waves, and some older um, audio file called VOC files. So this is good for me, not that I use BMPs very much, although when I was fooling around photography, I did store some of my originals as BMP format, but I do do waves a lot. And what was interesting for me was that it was easy to get at this program by following the link for Hide PG for PGP, which was originally a program you know meant to make uh, steganography for the application pretty good privacy PGP. 
I found that the Linux download was an executable by using the tools gunzip and tar I got a binary which I simply copied over to slash user slash bin and voila a new command is on my system hide for PGP now hide for PGP is simple enough to use uh, the first step would be going to a directory you know with an xterm emulator so you'd have the command line and going to a directory where you have a WAV file and the file you want to hide let's say it's an image you know a JPEG file you want to stick in there so alright you know I just got a binary so what did I do the first thing I did was I typed in hide for PGP space dash H for help and a short little man page came up right away there's only a couple of ways of using it there's a switch called dash H to get the help file a switch called dash I to give you information about a file and its hiding capacity and there's a dash X for extracting files from it and it it um, defaults to hiding files you know the opposite of extract so after seeing this you know let's let's make a quick example let's say I have a a wave called test.wave so you know I have this file called test.wave it's 6.6 .6 megabytes so I typed hide for PGP dash I test.wave and it reported gave me a very simple for format report after a copyright line it said Microsoft riff subtype wave format detected one channel 24,000 Hertz 8-bit you may hide up to 857 thousand and twenty one bytes in test.wave so after that it was a simply a matter of hide for PGP space test.wave space test.jpg and it just folded that image file into the wave file now extracting is just as easy it would be hide for PGP dash X you know and the output file was test dot wave so you know this is a uh, just hiding now some of them encrypt as they hide but this is just use about using the wave or the BMP file as a container for a other file that you're going to hide now what's interesting though is that I remembered that PGP forwarded attachments and and would automatically encrypt and you would encrypt with PGP your message and the attachment would would be encrypted and um, compressed so I said let me see if something works and I convert that WAV file to FLAC then I uncompressed the FLAC file to get another WAV file and then I ran hide for PGP with the extract mode and sure enough the hidden file came out. Flack did not care that was in there. It just compressed it anyway. So, you know, and that's just one file. Now we had we have these ratios and we have to talk about the ratios because they all do things a little bit different. And now with the wave, you have, you know, your eight your eight bit or your sixteen bit options. And so there's 
an amount of variance you can get away with before you begin hearing a difference when you play the file. And that's why these programs have information commands to tell you how much you can fit in. For instance, the, the programs that hide JPEG files and other JPEG files. Well, let's take, for example, the help file from JPEG Hide and Seek, which I didn't manage to successfully compile, but the help file is, is interesting. Let me read this quote from their manual. Using JPEG files of about 200 kilobits, up to 20 kilobits can be inserted with minimal visual and statistical effect. Up to 35 kilobits is often possible at the cost of visual and or statistical effects. The program will refuse to insert even more because it is just too obvious in the resulting JPEG file. Now notice that that ratio is about 10 to 1. Again, when I talked about the WAV file, it was a 6 megabyte WAV file. I had 800 kilobits of available space in that file I could put other files in. Now with the WAV file, it's very interesting because even to know that, that simple, simple application, which comes pre-compiled and works with all kinds of Linuxes, you know, because it's, it's not that complex. It just takes the data and sticks it in those least significant bytes and, ch and fudges those bytes. So I don't have to compile it for a specific machine. I can get that just as an executable that works across several platforms. Um, that simple program, which by the way also has, has piping capabilities, even though I can only pull, put one file in there, I can put in a zip file which means I can take a library of images or a library of small waves or a library of ebooks or what have you, whatever I want to, you know, make, make into a hidden file. And I can zip them, which means I can aggregate a, a, a whole directory and compress at the same time and put that zip file into the wave and make that wave into a flack and then, you know, people will see my large collection of FLAC files and just know I like music and not know which one to look in. Now, it does fall upon you to keep track of what file has content in it that you might want to have to get out later, and it does fall upon you to make sure that you save your software in such a way that if that software is not on the internet anymore, you can still use that to get the file back out. So these these are the issues involved with doing this. It's a fun thing to experiment with and to see if it fits into your computing life. Um, now, I talked about that ratio, that ratio of 10 to 1, and it's important to note that, you know, the simpler tools work with very large lossless files like BMP, bitmapped images, or waves, stuff like that. Now, when your file format is already compressed, it makes it harder because there's less room to hide information in that file. So there are programs out there which, for instance, like JPEG Hide and Seek, uh, which hide one JPEG in another. And there are programs out there that do these things, but more commonly with these higher compression file formats. Um, you might find that the software will only hide text files. 
in those files. It may be theoretically possible for you to convert an image into a text file, a la how you used to send things over the Usenet, uh, but that would be a little bit more advanced. You'd have to use MIME for that. Um, so some of these programs are well known. There's one that puts text messages into MP3 files. There's one called Outguess that puts text into JPEG files. Outguess is very good because the people who make Outguess also make uh, Stego Detect or Steg Detect, which statistically analyzes JPEG files to see if they've been used as containers for JPEGs. And that's why this quote that I gave you is interesting because it says up to 20 kilobits can be inserted with minimal visual. Okay, that's important. Visual, you can't see the difference. And statistical effect, that's the important part, because Steg Detect can analyze a file and figure out statistically if enough of the bit, bits, the least significant bits, that's, hide, that, that, that's where you would hide the data, have been diddled to the point where it can tell you, hey, this file is different than the other JPEG files on the disk. This file definitely has something hidden in it, and that would give people who were really after the files that you want to hide a way to attack a specific file and that would um, put um, it would reverse the usefulness of this method of hiding files now it should be needless to say if you're doing something that is so heavy that you're hiding files from government agencies this stuff might not be in strong enough to hide from them. Government agencies, their investigators tend to be somewhat specialized, especially at the federal level. They can probably crack this stuff. If you're hiding things from friends and family or other people on the same computer in a university setting, that's when you would use this to a great advantage. You know, um, don't do anything so heavy that the feds are after you it's just not worth it that's my caveat for the day um, so I hope you get a chance to play on the software and see if it's going to be a part of your computing life and I hope you enjoy it this has been another episode of Hacker Public Radio have a great day thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio HPR is sponsored by caro.net so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs